sit back and relax. Okay. What do you think? Ready? I'm so ready. I'm <laughs> so excited. Are you? It's my first podcast. <laughs> You're doing uh, brain cartwheels right now. Wee. Um. Okay. Let's roll. Come on, dance. Work up the appetite. Dance in the middle of the night. Come on, dance. Work up the appetite. Dance in the middle of the night. Yeah. I feel like part of this like excitement is like you and I don't get to perform anymore. <laughs> <I'm> so <jacked laughs> Just like the idea of like doing a podcast together feels. Ah, it's nice. I know. I almost want to just bust out into a scene. I'm like gonna initiate something. Oh yeah, uh, Reverend should... Crenshaw. <laughs> uh, I believe uh, like is it Matt Besser or somebody from UCB does like an improvised podcast. Really. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, they, aren't they all? Yeah, exactly. But like, they do characters and like. I would enjoy that. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Who knows? The night is young. I don't know where this thing's gonna go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is my best friend, Aaron. What it do? <laughs> <laughs> Improviser, comedian. Uh, you may have seen her in the restaurant, wigging out, <laughs> <laughs> berserker. If you followed our work back at IO and. 2010, 11, 12. Berserker was solid. Berserker was solid. It was a super fun team. (laughs) And a lot of IO musical teams. Loads. But they're not, IO's not around anymore. (laughs) And they all don't matter. (laughs) A decade of work. (laughs) And even if it was around, it it wouldn't matter. It still wouldn't matter. That's true. Even in a sold out show, it doesn't matter. Do you feel like the thing that you have record of that you've like... (laughs) <laughs> that you can showcase yourself the best is probably the restaurant. I would definitely say that that has the most uh, notoriety. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I guess so. For me and my head, like there are other projects that I've maybe like enjoyed more that haven't uh-huh. gotten as much views. Uh but I think for the most part, yeah, it's probably my most recognizable pursuit. Yeah. So if you guys haven't seen the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Go on YouTube. It's on and YouTube. And up. 13 episodes. I mean, it got real close. We got very, very close. Yeah, we got bought by Lionsgate and then dropped by Lionsgate. <laughs> <laughs> really ran the gamut. But also, I feel like um, that, I feel like there's not a lot of good stuff. There's so much talent in Chicago. Yeah. Right? But I feel like most of us don't record it well, have people do sound well, people who are editors edit it well. For sure. And it, it just gets like, there's no online presence hardly from Chicago people. It's And very I feel rare. like the restaurant was like well done all the way around. Thankfully, I think like we were a crew of six. So um, one of the six of us was very well versed in like editing and sounds and all that jazz. Like I think you're hard pressed to find someone that's like a jack of all <laughs> trades in that regard. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you're either funny, you can sing, yeah. you can produce, you can write. Like it, it's really, I don't want to say rare, but yeah. I mean, I think most people probably aren't like triple threats quadruple threats but i feel like maybe in chicago we try to do all of it (laughs) whereas like and it doesn't and it never looks good on camera and like uh i feel like maybe like people in la like in new york just like collaborate with people who yeah don't you think i yeah i think i would agree i think that's what makes chicago the second city because we just keep trying (laughs) (laughs) and new york and la just keep doing (laughs) <laughs> give it the old college try but it's not i mean i'm very very impressed with this setup and the fact that you know how to push that record button and you're crafty you might be the jack of all trades i'm trying the john of all i think trades. also you just there's so many times where you're like you have to because no one else will no one else will yeah also it's like we don't have the budget for like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you have to figure everything out yeah um i was telling matt uh, the other day that like matt by the way is his beautiful husband beautiful husband gorgeous gorgeous um i was telling him the other day that like actually like starting a project and like doing all those things that i don't know is fun for me like really because you have to learn it all like even like like 
like how to edit a website or like you know what i mean because it's well i think anything that's like visually creative is fun for me but also like the fact that it's like you get to learn something new while you're doing it and then you'll do it and it won't be as good as someone who does it professionally but you're like oh you get a little insight into like an extra skill but I think that's awesome. You're constantly learning and like you really are a mm-hmm. sponge like when it comes to absorption. Like I feel like that is a tiny bit of a nightmare for me. I mean, I don't do well with complacency, <laughs> but the idea of like being comfortable, like, oh, this is what I know I'm good at. I don't know if I want to venture off into other avenues that might leave me feeling absolutely useless. I want to tell everyone about <laughs> Aaron's ideal life. <laughs> especially before covid oh no (laughs) um when you and i first met like you like you worked like i did work a few nights a week (laughs) i feel like and like pretty quickly the rest of your life became like improv yeah yeah for a long time i did like uh three shifts a week yeah essentially which fortunate enough like to make that money to make that money to make that last uh but yeah i was definitely able to dedicate a few nights a week to improv which is fairly rare but i think that like when we got to io like blessed we didn't have to you know wait in the pool like we all we both got placed on teams right Mm -hmm. away so i think at that point in our lives we were so jacked up about improv it's like there's nothing that i wouldn't have done in order to make my schedule available for rehearsals that i paid for yes shit like that and any show yeah and like chomping at the bit to like oh oh, yeah yeah yeah. i'd love to be on a team and pay to do rehearsals and and do like a bazillion shows for free and i'd probably do it again as sad as it is (laughs) do you do you feel like now that like io's closed and this is like such a weird reset. I feel like mentally to be like, I can't do anything for maybe years or yeah. I don't however long. Do you feel like you have like, it's changed your trajectory of like, well. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a doubt in my mind. I mean, when IO closed, it was very abrupt. You know, it left us in the middle of a semester that I was teaching in the middle of shows that I was doing. So I think you can't help but kind of redirect yourself. If you still want to continue doing this, this is certainly something that I can't imagine not doing in my lifetime, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know what the path looks like. Yeah. uh, But it's certainly going to hopefully present itself because I can't imagine not doing it. Do you think that, I don't know. Do you think that you guys would leave Chicago more, more more than before because there might be less holding you here for sure yeah Yeah, 100 percent. i mean dave is lucky enough to be able to dave by the way is aaron's very handsome husband he's a hot one and i want to talk about how he's famous oh we'll get there (laughs) we're talking about me (laughs) i'm joking Um, no you're not i'm not joking joking. it's just a small glimpse to who i am um but no we definitely have that discussion uh what's the draw what's keeping it in chicago right Mm -hmm. it's like for the longest time we were here because io was no doubt the hub for long-form improv this is like it's world renowned and now that's gone right uh and not for nothing but like the city is essentially closed right now because of covid so all these amenities that we have at our fingertips that like make it so amazing to live in a city make it the reason to spend extra rent and like put up with like yeah yeah not being able to own a home i can't go to the aquarium yeah (laughs) i can't can't go to the aquarium i'm out that's it no shed i'm gone uh no shed so she fled that's what i'm gonna make a shirt nailed it um yeah so i don't really know what the draw of chicago i mean other than like our friends and you know the fact that yeah it's, I, I mean, it's I also that it's also it. like how long because everything's so indefinite right yeah it's like how long do you stick around mm-hmm. like a year from now yeah do you go years, uh let's see what like gets restarted theater wise you know what yeah. bubbles up and let or do you just like i don't know we want to go to europe so do you like i yeah. mean we're chomping at the bits i would just i would love to be quarantined yes. overseas <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck get me there where what about you, you where would you be i think i would 
Go somewhere in Spain. Okay. I not, love Spain. Not Amsterdam? I love Amsterdam, but I feel like I've, I'm fortunate enough to have been there a fair amount of times yeah, yeah. that I would, even though I dig Spain, I just, I want to see more of the country and mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with the food. I'm fairly well versed in Spanish and like you're still able to um, go around. Aaron can absorb languages. Three days. Three days. Three days. I got the whole language got- unlocked. <laughs> It's a superpower first. <laughs> Go ahead. What, just continue the podcast in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Perfecto. <laughs> or do you want Italian? Perfetto. Oh. Or do you want German? Wunderbar. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh my god, that's the end of my <laughs> my linguistics. Where would you guys? You guys would go to Germany. We would. I mean, if we could, we'd love to go to Germany. Yeah. But just because, at least I have so much invested in the language. Mm-hmm um that that's part of the fun of like traveling to like either sure. austria or germany or yeah switzerland um I guess so. but i yeah but you know that's who knows we would love to yeah we would love to have a summer home there oh god amen man are you trying to get out of chicago what are your thoughts i would say i'm i've been Always trying to get out of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, you have been. <laughs> but it's like, there's th- okay, here's, there's, there's things that, that make this city really awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, I, and I do feel like I take it for granted. Um, do you watch Somebody Feed Phil? Yeah. Oh, yeah Did I you see the Chicago it. episode? I don't think so. There's a new, there's a new season and there's a Chicago episode. Really? And Matt and I were watching it. And we were so proud of Chicago, we literally started crying while watching it. <laughs> you cry at everything. Yeah, I cry at everything. Yes, quick side note. Don't ever watch anything with Johnny because he talks through the entirety of it. And we'll probably cry at some point. <laughs> Unrelated to the movie, Unrelated. potentially. And just based on something in the movie. Uh, no, I haven't seen this season. So wait, so what are some of the things that make Chicago so special for you? Well, like... Honestly, the people here are so nice. Yeah. Like we were, when we were watching that episode, we were like, isn't it just so much easier for Phil to have conversations with people? <laughs> <laughs> like people were so nice. We were super proud. Yeah. Um, we, uh, there was a guy who was like at a, a bar, like having a conversation with him. And I was like, I taught that guy improv. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So I was like, that was exciting just to see someone Very I cool. knew. Yeah. Um, and then like, it is a pretty city. Right, it's super pretty city, yeah. and it's like there's fun stuff to do. I would say that my biggest thing is that there's not enough outdoorsy stuff, like real close in the vicinity, especially like rock climbing, yeah, and like I don't know. I guess there's like ro- enough road biking, but yeah, like I, I feel like I, I would like or... more outdoorsy stuff accessible, yeah, to the city, and then everyone's complaint, which is just like take a month or two off the winter. Yeah, it's very true. The the winters are brutal. Brutal. But I'm wondering where you could go that could offer you like that sort of outdoorsy vibe that's not incredible. Like maybe like an Arizona. That's affordable. Yeah. And I would say liberal enough that Matt and I can hold hands and like walk around in public and not be like yeah nervous. I would maybe say like Denver, but Denver's so expensive. Yeah, Denver's overdone. We would love to do Denver if it wasn't like it's pretty progressive in your mountain. But it's pretty progressive in your mountain. It's pretty progressive, (laughs) but it's like it's three hundred days of sunshine. It's really good. Which is just batty. Like that's awesome. It's batty. That's straight batty. It's straight batty. Oh right then. (laughs) Um, my cousin called me up the other night. Uh, and he moved to New Hampshire a few years ago. Mm. And he's trying to convince me to move to like the dead ass middle of New Hampshire. It's on a lake though, this town called Laconia. I looked it up. It's like 16,000 people, which is so small for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the idea of it is a little crazy. I mean, I'm not like that mountain town kind of mm-hmm. girl. Uh, I dig a hustle and bustle. You know, I need a little bit of vibrancy. But. It looks awesome. I mean, you could buy a straight up mansion for like $200,000 and you're an hour and a half away from Portland, Maine and two hours away from Boston. But again, the winter is a freaking joke. Yeah. That's insane. I feel like you and I both, maybe more so you, if we like stepped away from a little bit of a hustle and bustle at this point, 
of living here so long and like you like lived in new york and toronto and like had access to like go out and do like comedic stuff shows like sketch shows improv i that if we stepped away from that like i don't know i feel like i don't know i, think I feel like we slow down I feel to like, like almost a scary pace i think we'd be like we'd miss it but also no, for sure i feel like i feel like so um the level of improv in outside of the major cities has improved like drastically yeah in the last 10 true. years because a lot of the people who have come here and like really studied um have gone out and like started to their home theaters yeah there might not be always enough like critical mass of like a lot of people who've done it for a long time to like you know make it as you know what chicago is where you can go watch a million good shows you know and learn from that i don't know if we'll get another chicago back in the books Mm -hmm. you know the idea of like what this city is in the improv world right like what it's ne- it's never gonna be la no it's never gonna be la no. it's never gonna be new york especially like with ucb closing which was yeah. kind of almost like a saving grace of that that city right right um Chica- yeah, i don't know what would rival it right and i think chicago is like positioned well for like something like improv to flourish because geographically you mean or just <sighs> maybe i was thinking more in terms of like because the cost of living here is low and you can self-produce shows mm-hmm. very affordably and there isn't a huge like market for paid acting jobs here yeah. that like people just focus on doing it for the love of doing it. That is true. Which is like... It also brings a lot of dog shit improv. Brings a lot of dog <laughs> yeah. shit improv. But it's true. But it is true. Right? <laughs> it's not for lack of trying. The trying city. Yeah, you can bump into like every like tenth person in Chicago and they're like, "Oh, I took an improv class." That's true. <laughs> or like, or like most people. Well, this is the thing too is I think most people have gone and seen improv. Yeah, and it's been their friends' level, you know, B oh, level C went show the program, and uh, and so that's their reference point for it. Right. So then you're like, "Do you want to go see some improv?" And like, nah, <laughs> nah. I have a great suggestion: popcorn. <laughs> like, ah, here we go. <laughs> no thank you yeah it's funny i don't know i mean if not improv like you teach a lot though johnny like yeah you teach at multiple institutions uh all over the world really i guess enough yeah. yeah i mean you've gone internationally you yeah. taught in a few different countries it's awesome mm-hmm. but you think if you moved out of Chicago that you would continue to do things like that? Or would you just try to make like I, a little bit of a home base wherever you moved to? I feel like I would. Yeah. I feel like I would in because like one, I love it. Mm-hmm. And two, like there's nothing else I'm like passionate about. I mean, I mean, not that I'm passionate about, but like there's so many things I don't want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I guess because I've done, I've taught long enough. Um, You've got clout. No, yeah. Like, at least it's, like, on my resume. So, yeah. you know, if I go somewhere else to teach, it'd be like, okay, I've already taught. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, you know, an easy. Yeah. At very <laughs> recognizable institutions as well. Like, it's not like, yeah. oh, I taught at uh, the fart stream. <laughs> oh, cool. You have fart stream teacher? Oh, yeah, the fart stream. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> Do you know what I did, Aaron? What? I took down an episode of our wigging out. What? Why? Which one? No. I wanted to talk to you about this. And you, <laughs> this is so if you haven't seen if you spot. haven't seen wigging out. <laughs> oh my god! Well, now you're going to be able to see one less episode. You're going to see one less episode. Unreal. And maybe I should put it back up. Yeah, I mean, way to dog me. You literally wait till you have me on a public podcast to tell me something devastating. Which episode? Episode one. No, that, that's our initiation into <laughs> the waking out world. What happened? Why? Is it I me? Just thought, I just thought. I just thought maybe there is an accent <laughs> in that oh. episode. There may or may not be certain accents that we explore, but I play every character I play with integrity. Yes. All right. And also, we have since discovered that <laughs> you can play accents we didn't think before yes i I am allowed to i'm legally allowed to my aunt 23 to me 
And I found out that I have a little bit of Chinese descent. That was the accent. And that may or may not have been the accent that I chose to do during an episode many, many years ago. When many it was still years ago. considered... Like fun, lighthearted. I think yeah, it was greenlit. Uh, you know, the office was doing things like that. So I consider that my litmus for what I'm able to do comedically. Uh, okay, so you pulled that up. Well, you know, here's the thing is like, so I, I was kind of wondering what you thought about this. I feel like it's interesting, like, like what's taboo comedically? Everything right now. Everything right now. Yeah. But it's also like what it's like also like what makes something taboo, I think, becomes important too, right? Mm. Or like, what's the perception? Because here's the thing is like, you could do any accent in the world, right? And you could be like, I'm no ill will, right? But if somebody, if it, or if it's in like, you know, the zeitgeist of the time that people think, oh, when you do that accent, you mean ill, right? Right. Then you just kind of have to go with you know what the perception is right it's just i always feel like it's the same as the middle finger it's like the middle finger is not a bad finger yeah right right but like the perception is like you have ill will when you hold it up yeah and so like you just kind of i guess just like comedically you do have to go you have to be like you always have to be conscious of like when do people think like you mean ill Right. And and like if the hurdle's too big to jump because like everyone just assumes that like oh that accent is meant like mean spiritedly then you know what I mean? I think it's also tough maybe for like video content cuz oftentimes like when you watch something you don't know that person firsthand. So you don't know like yes. their experiences or what sort of Yeah, you don't know if like you hold. were raised in like uh you know a multicultural family and like yeah. right yeah there's yeah there's no way i guess to tell um but i just i think certainly the climate right now is very very hot and there's it's a lot hot. of cancel very, culture. <laughs> culture i hope we get canceled already on this episode yeah. one and done <laughs> um so i understand the need to kind of like walk on eggshells right now but it's yeah. also like truly truly hurting my soul knowing that comedy can't be free anymore you know well, what i mean yeah like, i don't i don't ever want it to come off like i don't care yeah but i also want to be able to touch on topics that other people don't necessarily want to touch on because i feel yeah. like that's what comedy is there for and like the fact yep. that like it's our responsibility to do it intelligently right. and with tact and present you with something that you might not laugh hysterically at in the moment, but you can go home and maybe think about it later. Or like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what the intention is, but the idea that like comedy can just be knocked down to just the bare bones is sad for me. I think, I think here's like, here's how I think about like when you, like you think about who you tease, right. And who you make fun of in life. Right. Like who you do it to their face. Yeah. Almost always your friend. Right. Unless you're an asshole. And then you do it to strangers, right? So the fact that you're on terms with someone that you can like playfully tease and like, you know, rib each other or whatever is like, um, you know, the fact that you can make fun of them is a sign of like friendship. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's unfortunate that there's like so many areas right now where like, and maybe rightly so, where like there's like culturally there's bad blood. And so they feel um the teasing doesn't feel like it's coming from like a, a like a fun friendship sort of way yeah right like we're all on it the same like page antagonistic or yeah. cruel i was even thinking too like what like you know if you think about take an accent for example um like like what is it that makes it funny it's usually some like aspect of like oh yeah that is what it's like more so than it is like i'm making fun of this person right, right? like oh like that german accent oh yeah that is what german sounds like right there's so much like in comedy there's so much of that like Oh, yeah. Like, good observation. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like with accents, especially if somebody does it well, it's like part of the comedy is like, oh, yeah, that ha- that is how people sound. I think it's also like making sure that you're not creating a stereotype and like talking about the things that, like, yeah. you know, people directly associate with like whatever culture, whatever yeah. accent, whatever nationality. And rather you take that and just kind of filter in a situation but through that character's eyes yeah i feel like 
I don't know. I feel like it should be allowed, but it's just not. <laughs> it's just epic. not. So you pulled the episode. Maybe I should put it back. I don't know. But yeah. the thing is, like, I wouldn't want people to think, like... Especially episode one. We're, like, coming out the gate. I don't know. I just wouldn't want people to think that, like, oh, like, we had bad in- intentions. Yeah. I like, had... Just say me. Just say I had bad intentions. I'm oh, I've reason. had my share of <laughs> moments. Johnny's the most evil. Oh, my it's God. Just, the things like that's a, When you do things on stage in improv world and it's not recorded, you can learn your lesson and then walk away. <laughs> but also, it's like, think of, like, you know, like, when I, like, teach people and, like, the stuff people say... I'm like, Outrageous. you can't say that. Yeah. But then I'm also like, think back to like first classes <laughs> and like what people said and like maybe like what I thought I could, should or could say. And it was like, I mean, you say some stupid shit. I've said, said some stupid shit. Yeah. But we all have, right? Oh, for sure. Like for also sure. people who like, everything's changing, right? Like, like I was thinking, well, isn't it funny that we like used to be like, ev- everything was gay. That's so gay. Oh yeah. All the time. Like, I said that a bunch. What about, like, I can't even say it, but yeah, the I know. R word. I know, the R word. I know. I used to say it, like, all the time. You just never gave me a second thought, thought. You never thought about it. Yeah. But I think we were talking about this the other day. Like, what are the things that we're doing now in our culture that, like, 10 years from now are going to be blasphemous? So, like, oh, my God, you used to. But also things might go in cycles, too, because, like, yeah. you know, like, if, like, we don't say, like, that's gay because, like, there's been bad blood between the straight world and the gay community, which there certainly has. Right. Yeah. Then like maybe we cross it like, you know, a point in the future where like, you know, that's straight, that's gay. Like it doesn't <laughs> exactly. matter. You know what I mean? Because there's not like yeah, things go in cycles, you know? And like, mm. also it's like when you start to examine, it's like that intent again, it's like, yeah, what was the intent? Um, and if the intent changes, maybe like, you know, the language changes and what, of course, what becomes taboo changes. and That's what's like, I guess, maybe sad to me too, is like I'm thinking of my teammates and various iterations of teams that I've been on. Uh-huh. And I know that everybody's intent was just to make people laugh, right? But it could so easily be misconstrued by mm. any audience member that doesn't know us from Adam. And they're just like, oh my God, they said that? Are you kidding? Like I can't even think about how many people I've unintentionally offended. Yeah, you but also like you could have the most you know plain show in the world and someone would be offended too. Right, exactly. So it's like and not that's not like, the standard in yeah. and of itself. I mean, I think there's like you know some self, yeah, self critical like. Huh. Yeah, I would it's, love it's very to just not give a fuck, but I think that you can't you have to give a fuck. you have to give a fuck. Yeah, you have to give a fuck. Because even if like you you're not ill intended. People don't know that. Yeah. And like, I always tell that to people too. I'm like, man, like regardless of like, you know, where you think you're coming from, once you lose your audience, you've lost your audience. Right. right? And like, if your audience thinks you mean ill, like, and here's the thing too. It's like when it's improvised, it's so much harder. Yeah. Right. Whether it's like satire and you're having like a little like cutting edge, like, you know, thing you're trying to say, or if it's like stand up. Um, like you can formulate that right to get people like on your page, like mm-hmm. on the same page with you, like laugh at something they wouldn't agree with satir- satirically. But when it's improvised, because you're just kind of going with the flow, you don't. Even as like an experienced improviser, you might find yourself in a territory that you're like, oh no 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 no, yeah, right. <laughs> like, that's not what I meant it. Yeah, for sure. Because you really, I mean, you're saying essentially the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. It is, truly. Yeah. Truly, truly. Don't do that British accent. I know what you're trying to do. Oh, it wasn't <laughs> me. Oh, I didn't do nothing. So offended. Everybody's so offended. I'm offended. Oh, my gosh. I don't, I don't, I don't always know, too, if everyone's so offended, but, like, the people who are offended speak up. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so... Um, but that's the, that's the same with everything is like all the extremes in like in our world today are like what you hear. And so I don't think like I don't think things are as crazy as it feels. It's just that like the clickbait of like our online life makes us feel like the most angry people 
are what yeah. most people are feeling. Right. <laughs> and it's the thing we focus on because like our brains are like, oh, anger. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's so many, there's so many reasonable people. Yeah, we're just <laughs> there's staying so many silent. Reason- yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many reasonable people who are just like, eh, yeah, it's probably better though. just not to, you know. But I think that that goes to show for, or that's the same rather for like everything, even yes. for religion, right? The extremists are the ones that are the yep. most vocal. And then you either jump on board the bandwagon yeah. or you take a step back and you're like, this is not for me. Yeah. But if you do take a step back, you're oftentimes very silent about it like you're not gonna go and like our religion is crazy there's no like atheist protests i don't see i don't know maybe there are but it's certainly yeah. not something i think you could probably speak to this <laughs> topic maybe oh i could speak to this topic <laughs> better than i but also like you know if you were like are um hold to more like moderate views religiously right mm-hmm. or you're like mm, i'm not sure or like we like can't be certain or like a little bit more agnostic about something like that's not interesting enough right to like grab anyone's attention yeah um but but here's the thing is I, I do think like being able to have like a conversation like this where it's like like why why is something taboo right in comedy mm-hmm. and like be able to have it at length is important because i think a lot of people are just like oh like like how like you can't do that you can't do that it's like well why let's let's talk about it yeah. like yeah we probably shouldn't like do certain things because like they might get perceived ill ill um and even if you're like coming from the right place it's like you can't get that nuance out yeah. <laughs> in the moment of a comedy right. show and so like why are certain things like um taboo i guess maybe just that they've offended enough people in the past that yeah. Now, yeah, it's like... And or or there's a version of it that feels like it's punching down, right? right. Or yeah. it feels like the, you know... And you There's a history of, it. like, power, you know, power dynamics that, you know, are always into play of, like, oh, like, you're doing that joke, but, like, you don't understand, like, the oppression of, like... Right. You know, like, women and gay people and... I'll never understand. I'll never understand. I never understand. <sighs> I do feel like that is the one like nice side to like um being in some minute tiny way, like a little bit diverse of like being gay is like getting a little insight into like oh like I I mean I can I can't fully understand like people who like are like in bigger minority groups, like what they have to go through, but it's yeah. just at least a little insight into like, oh man, like I know how I feel when I'm in this situation. My uh, bro- also- my brother and uh, his boyfriend, yeah, and I were all at home in Michigan together for the first time. Yes, let's chat. Right? And it felt nice. Was it to I was have four okay. a, a a team of four, like hanging out with my family. That's really amazing. You know what I mean? And like, I can understand like, especially, you know, like how when there's like, like when you came into like IO, there wasn't many women, right? You said that maybe our team was like one of the first teams that was half and half. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I remember every team that I saw like going through classes, there was one, maybe a second female. And then when we made a team berserker, yeah, there were five females. It was the first one that was split five and five, which is outrageous. Yeah. Uh, and then since then it's just, it's kind of gone backwards. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I still been on, uh, the majority of like my musical teams were, I'd say about 50, 50. Um, but Harold teams are kind of back to being very male dominant, which I truthfully, I I might get shit for saying this, but like, I kind of never minded. Okay. And the reasons for that, like. I feel like I happen to be like a fairly strong woman. Like I definitely make my presence known whether <laughs> people want it to be known or not. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to be like marginalized. Like I'm not li- going to let yeah, like yeah, a boys yeah. club, like push me to the side. Like I'll go out there and I'll play a guy and I'll be louder and yeah, bigger 100%. and better than you. It's not, it's not, you're in your, you're comfortable wherever you are i'm fine with it yeah because i think that it as a challenge and i think with improv the fact that we are improvising we're making things up you have the ability to play 
anybody of any age, of any gender, of any stature, of any creed, of any whatever. Mm-hmm. Like literally the world is at your fingertips. So yeah. what avenue are you going to choose to do? Am I going to be like some meek little woman? Let me pour you another tea. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be that broad. Like, no, or I'm going to pour seen you tea you, and I, I haven't seen it. you do it. <laughs> i haven't seen that character yet um don't drink beer on like the flip side of that is there like yeah i don't need it but like when you're like on a team that's like all women or mostly women or whatever is there feel does it feel like a little bit more like oh like this like this my two independent teams are both all women stacked stacked and we're from here and we're from here we're from here yes super fun if yeah. you ever get a chance to see us. Um, <laughs> but I I kind of, I love both those teams just because I feel like every other female that's on those teams with me kind of plays the same way that I do. Like we all play hard. Yeah. So, you know, there's, <laughs> yes. there's no one that's, yeah. you know, going to get pushed by the wayside or like allow themselves to yeah. be pigeonholed into a certain character. And I, and I understand like i but i also am sympathetic too to the people who like do feel when they're like there's not enough diversity in a group like for sure like why that would affect you poorly and like yeah. why there should be more and like other than being like one of a few females i can't pretend to know what it's like to be like you know a major minority on a team of yeah whatever you know so i yep. i'd imagine that it's got to be tough but i'm also of that same mind that's just like we're we're in a profession based on talent. So you're on that team because you're talented. Mm. Blow, blow the roof off of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't let yourself be put in the corner. Yeah. But. I think like, yeah, certainly, uh, I think that's a great individual mindset to have. Right. Yeah. And then, but like collectively from like a, like a theater standpoint and like a management standpoint, like they should be like, how do we diversify and how do we get more people yeah. in? But as an individual and a performer, if you can have the mindset of like, I'm going to fucking do my work right. and I'm just going to be the best at it. Yeah. Like that's all you have control of. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all you have control of. I wanted to talk about your husband's fame. Oh my gosh. His newfound fame. Oh boy. That we never asked for. Um, it's wild. What, I mean, do you want to introduce it or shall I? I don't know. <sighs> what happened, Aaron? Okay. So my husband is it's not, it's, it's not like fame isn't like, like, yes, it's unwanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is uh, certainly unwanted. Um, he's a nurse practitioner who works primarily on the South side, uh, helping a lot of underprivileged families and, you know, a lot of people on welfare and uh-huh. Medicare and such. Uh, and was taking the red line um, back north, which for those of you that might not be in Chicago, the red line is basically like the main vein of subway that runs north to south through the city. Uh, and at times it can be a little dangerous. Also, I feel like right now during like the pandemic, like Matt um, got followed. Yes. Going out to O'Hare by like some guy with like a knife in his like waistband. And there's no there's not no other people around to like have enough protection yeah there's a lot of heightened violence right now during covid it feels it feels scarier and yeah yeah certainly um so yeah long story short this guy just basically started accosting him and slapping his hands dave was like very peacefully trying to you know create some space this guy was not wearing a mask and yelling and shouting and spitting in his face and uh yeah after a lot of verbal assault and some hand slapping physical assault uh dave took matters into his own hands yeah done went crazy on the boy uh so yeah so there was um a train fight that thankfully did not go any further than fists yeah uh that happened to be filmed by this amazing woman named catrice who is just a huge advocate and an amazing help um and they caught the guy. Yeah, Dave news. said that. Yeah, this was uh, like two and a half weeks ago in the middle of July, and they caught the guy. They found him through facial recognition, which is that's, wild. That makes me uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> Seriously. Like a camera like was like, w- like, 
some do you know do you know like, do you know like how they found like found him like was like a camera and like the cta no got his face and i'd imagine maybe because in the video you really not, don't get a clear shot good. of this guy's face yeah it's like total minority report oh my right gosh. like yeah it's some like three-dimensional okay. reconstruction of what this guy actually looks like they're able to identify him though dave went down and picked him out out of a lineup and hopefully they just need catrice's uh statement again and the fact that she wants to proceed and push forward and then they can get him off the streets which would be phenomenal because he's been like assaulting other people yeah he has priors he's got a whole rap record and the detective for cpd was like this guy is a bad guy we want him off the street yeah Yeah, and accosting people and not for nothing i mean my husband's pretty jacked so the guy the fact that this guy just wanted to come to like an empty train and just start with him is pretty freaking stupid (laughs) it's pretty stupid uh but yeah like it like made national news into it it made international news news. got picked up by like the daily mail uk yeah uh and i will say this okay the guy when he was like beginning his initial rant and kind of targeting dave he was talking about healthcare workers yeah yeah, yeah. something about you know like him being in scrubs and you guys don't know me in the hospital like what are you gonna give me blah 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 i was like demanding things from him um Every news story that picked it up after, I think, I forget what the initial one was. It was like some online forum for Chicago. But every news line slowly started to manipulate the story and the headline to where it's now um, like man assaults a healthcare worker and blames him for COVID. Oh, so they're trying to make it into something. They're trying to make it. Yeah, I, so I like, hate the news right now. I hate the unreal. news. Real, it's, it's so unreal. sad. Yeah, and like, I. There are the, elements that are true, but I mean, the way that they fabricated it to now make that the headline. There's just there's so much useless information about everything that shouldn't be a news story. Yeah, right. Like someone not wearing a mask. Right. Is not a news. St- someone in like, uh, you know, like South Dakota wasn't wearing a mask. It's like that's not really a news story. No. Like, like yeah, wear a mask, please. Yeah. Well, you're at a grocery store, but like the way everything spun just to like make us feel so like. Oh, one hundred percent. Which also, is so detrimental because like right so now there's nothing to do. Yeah. So the fact for, that you're like stoking the fire of yeah. anger and people are just getting outraged over the smallest things it's, yeah it's and, and, and also favors. there's awful people in this country because there's millions of people in this country <laughs> and there's millions, millions of terrible assholes of, uh, yeah there's millions of and assholes it's florida it's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's unreal. but like it doesn't mean it's a news story right. and like the fact that it's under all of our skin as if like this is like <sighs> i have to deal with this like no yeah. you don't have to deal with this yeah I, like yeah it's unfortunate i feel like we would all feel i went into work today and um somebody who was working was like like, like this is so hard and like it's so like i'm just feeling like the sense of like gallows humor today and, and i'm like most actually most days i don't feel like my life has changed so much that it's like awful really? but i do think the more i like Real, like worry about like what will happen not what's happening now yeah. or um what are other people saying or what's going on in another state or like project the ideas of like the possibilities like then i feel like i'm there mm-hmm. because i've m- put myself there but it's like honestly matt and i are just like we're having a great summer yeah you guys are close we're having yeah. a great summer i i kind of feel the same minds like fortunate enough to like just be home all the time with the boys your boys it's so cool i got two little boys got two little boys it's mad fun like i'm getting to see every day like all their changes all their Uh, growth and it's it's really cool like that's certainly the silver lining but uh, also then on days where they're both batshit i'm like i need to get out (laughs) i need to do something like i i don't feel like i do anything for myself anymore which is a little yeah i guess that's bad i think that's gonna probably catch up to me at some point yeah um so maybe that's the fear, but I I think, yeah, I mean, you guys are, you got a banging garden, you've been able to do a bunch of stuff to the house, like, you guys are, I'd imagine it's not all bad. 
We're swimming in cucumbers right now. Oh, us it's too. Great. Oh, shit. Our tomatoes are ripening up. <laughs> oh my god, our gardens are on par. Is this with your one another. first proper like garden in your own backyard? Yeah, we've we've Isn't always built a garden so, in his parents. So fun. It's amazing. I'm like when other people are like have like these massive yards and they're like, uh, like oh yeah, I should garden or like I don't know how to garden. It's like. Give me your garden. Yes. Give, give me, me your, your lawn. lawn. <laughs> we will raise cows. Yeah. We will grow corn for a year. Like the little space we're working with, we're like so excited to try to be like, oh, yeah. I bet you can squeeze in another tomato plant if we do single stems. Um, oh, ours is like overly saturated. There are plants that don't yeah. even see light just because. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like the learning, it's so fun because Matt and I have been doing it for like maybe four years now. Yeah. Maybe four summers. And like each summer, like learning more about like and watching the life cycle of a plant is so fun well, now you guys are growing hops like this year they've We're got some hops. like vertical uh vertical trellises that yeah yeah because they just started brewing beer on. which we're enjoying at the moment the half of eisen chintano which i feel like turned out kind of half of eisen it's very hefa yeah it is very i think it it went the right way um yeah hops and up just tons of basil you got so much basil (laughs) too much basil but we thought we thought we were gonna make so much pesto (laughs) same i bought like this big ass bag of pine nuts at costco it's just sitting there you gotta go walnuts it's so much cheaper and it's not that much of a difference that's a good idea i should have done pine nuts are expensive yeah man i got i got had i got basically but there's like so much like you like learn from year to year that's like it's like fun it's like oh cool we know now from like last year like oh the growing like tomatoes in a bush doesn't work well for us because they don't ripen up by the end of the season yeah and so like we're doing single stems and like we're pruning more so that they'll ripen and also they cut down a branch in our backyard there's more sun beautiful i love it what from a neighbor's tree yeah I would say I've realized lately that gardening and like going out in the morning and having a cup of coffee and sitting like by the garden every single morning and looking at things is like honestly one of the like best parts of my life. Really? Yeah. Honestly. It is incredibly gratifying to like watch the process of something that you started <laughs> and then see it like come to fruition and then get to like enjoy the fruits of your labor. Yeah. Oh my god! I made an omelet with some basil and tomato the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm a queen!" Like you just you feel like now you just so gotta raise dope. those chickens for I the eggs. It. Oh my god! Matt would Matt wants ducks. Really? Yeah. Apparently, he has a whole like it's like a textbook about ducks, oh and apparently, like people have duck eggs instead of chicken eggs. Let me tell you something. If you get a duck, you're gonna find one less one because duck is one of my favorite proteins. <laughs> <laughs> I love duck. <laughs> So if I'm able to successfully grow like a raspberry bush, I'm going to make a raspberry coolie and kill one of your ducks. Don't tell Matt. I won't. Oh, I wanted to go back uh, about your um, raising your children. Yeah. I, I think I've told you this before, but like I do Matt and I are like, we're always so impressed with like you guys. That I can like, you together parent. as a human. Like, <laughs> it's pretty like, weird. You guys are just so relaxed Ooh. and like, so like you're just awesome parents thank you and it's like that means a lot it it's like i didn't suspect that you're gonna be a good parent none of us did dave says that to me like at least once a week he's like and you're so good thanks you're like of all the people we know um we think like you're the best like mom who's like raising like young kids right now fuck yeah fuck all you other moms (laughs) I'm joking. I shouldn't oh say God. that. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, it's okay. You said it. I, Everybody. I, I shouldn't. I, okay. It doesn't mean that you're the best. Life. You're the you best said what you said, at Johnny. raising you said children. What you said. It's you're the most. You just seem so like you're just in the flow. Yeah, I'm chill. You're like, in honestly, the flow. I feel like most times <laughs> I, I only have two settings. I'm, I guess I'm the true Gemini, right? I'm like I'm either real chill, yeah. which I am like ninety four percent of the time. Or I'm like freaking the fuck white hot, yeah. (laughs) Which you've seen, which I've seen. Uh, Some of my favorite moments being uh, um, Aaron freaking out at a subway. (laughs) It was right. It was due (laughs) because um, something touched your bread, right? No, she didn't heat up the chicken, and she put just cold dead chicken. Someone could have sneezed on my food, and I wouldn't have spoken up. I would would have been like, "Thank you," and then I would just like thrown it away when I left. I was real hot. It was just it was not a good night. 
<laughs> and then I was like, now I can't go in that subway anymore, which is right by my house. I've ruined a few places for Johnny. It, my one of my favorite stories is when we went to the Brazilian Bowl. I love the Brazilian Bowl. I hope but it, it came I hope it survives the pandemic. I think it will. I saw a few people coming out of it the Good. other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have a very strong aversion to mushroom. Uh, and the menu. So, so much these... so that she'll lie and tell people she has an allergy just so they understand. Like, the it's occasion, a big deal. It's a big deal. <laughs> I have been known to fabricate the truth. Uh, but yeah, it's like the whole entire menu lists all the ingredients. Nowhere does it list mushrooms. The bowl comes out and it's loaded with mushrooms. Oh, was so I, it? It was loaded. And that's why I was like, oh my God, I got to go back inside. And Johnny just grabs my arm and like holds me at the table. He goes, please, Aaron, don't ruin this place for me. <laughs> I okay, feel like I'll I may polite. have been actually even a little bit more stern to you in the moment. <laughs> you I was like, very you are not going to ruin Brazilian bowl for me. <laughs> <laughs> One of my other favorite ones, so uh, an Aaron freak out is, but it was also righteous indignation and I appreciated it, is when we were in Oz Park and oh, that, that woman, we, we were biking, I think. We and absolutely were. this woman like, was on her like phone shark. and like tried to, kind of tried to throw stuff in the trash and totally missed. She was with a kid too. That's what bothered me is that she's teaching her kid to litter. And you were like, excuse me. And she's on the phone and you're like, excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. Excuse me. Like, go back there. And like, she just keeps I go, you dropped your trash. And she just like shrugged me off. And then I was like, you dropped your trash. And I was screaming it out loud so everybody could hear. I was like, lady, you went to throw the trash out and you missed the trash. And now you litter. I just put her on blast and she went back and threw it out. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, that's right. Good for you. Good for me. I'm doing my part to help the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, but I do. I feel like I'm mellow. And I think that. You are, yeah. Parent, you're very, you're very mellow as a parent. I think you kind of have to be. Cause it's like you can't pop off every time your kid does something stupid. I mean, especially in the first few years, they're learning. Like it's just inevitable. They're gonna do something that's gonna irritate you, and like you can either meet it with anger or you can meet it with like a calm understanding. It's like, hey, bud, we're not gonna do that. I'm not a fan of this. Let's reroute. <laughs> you know? What do you think? Like when they become. Like, isn't like terrible threes more of a thing than twos? Yeah, that's what everybody says. Yeah. I I, I remember like seeing some three-year-olds, like actually every three-year-old I knew, I was like, what is wrong with this kid? Yeah. And like, my, I remember my, my lovely, most sweet nieces. They're the most amazing Beautiful. girls in the world. They're so like thoughtful and kind and lovely. I remember thinking when they were like three, I was like, oh, well, obviously my uh, sister and brother-in-law just don't know how to raise children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was just the poor. It's just... Sure someone being a three-year-old yeah and uh it has no like no reflection on the parenting but it's just like no, I mean, like, i've been around literally some lost his mind. Like, oh, no no the other no, day no. i was like getting him ready for bed and like he had pajamas that you know needed socks so i put a sock on i went to go put the other sock on and he lost his mind for like a good solid five minutes just because i tried to put another sock on his foot and he was just like All right. it's like what are you going to do, right? <laughs> you can't flip out. I'm not going to shake it. Be like, you need two socks. Uh, so I was like, fuck it. I just let him like walk around without a sock. And then like a few minutes later when he was calm and chill, I tried to put it back on and he let me put it on. I was like, call Boom. it a day. Boom. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, can I tell you uh, the thing that I hate that parents do the most? Yeah, please. I hate when parents talk in a way for not only their kids, but the benefit of everyone else around them. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I believe I have it. In I don't know if it's like, and maybe it happens for a variety of reasons. Maybe it's when they're correcting their kid. Maybe it's sometimes even when they're just like being a real rational, good parent. Yeah. But they're talking in such a way that they're like, it's performative. Right. They know other so people like, are listening. Go ahead and put that spoon in your hand and then dip. Good job, Benjamin. Like, yeah, it's like they're very cognizant of other people listening and they're talking to their kid for the sake of other people Fair. yeah and it's it could be for a variety of reasons it could be teaching moments it could be like just them being like just in, <laughs> in parent zone but it's like i'm like why are you talking just talk to your like just talk yeah. to your kid right now mm -hmm. rather than like talk to all the rest of us so we can see how you're talking to your kid <laughs> do you know what could you can you picture what i'm talking about i absolutely can yeah, it drives absolutely. me crazy i think those parents well, I don't know. I'm going to speculate hard <laughs> on this one. But I feel like maybe they're insecure about their parenting style and need okay. to almost 
like make it yeah, yeah, known yeah. to everybody around sure, them sure, sure. that like this is the way that they parent almost for people to give them like a private kudos or maybe something, especially or, like, if your kid's like being an asshole they're yeah. like see that's also tough like if yeah. your kid's being an asshole in public and like you can't like reprimand right it's like i'm not gonna like like i said before you know we don't really meet the children with like yelling or anger it's like it's more <laughs> rationale good. and like logic it's like hey here's what's going on you need two socks to go to bed if you're gonna flip out i mean i'm just gonna leave you alone you know like yeah. you just have to kind of like yeah i don't know but i definitely get what you're saying because i yeah i think that that's probably the most common interaction people that aren't parents <laughs> yeah. have with other parents that yeah. are just like oh that turns me off you know? yeah i get it huh what do you uh because you eventually want to have children we'd love to yeah i would love to i for sure would love to and if that- it we'll see if it's in the cards you know mm-hmm. we'll see if it's in the cards to adopt at some point um you'll be a chill parent too though i mean because you you don't really pop off i no i don't think so i i'm comfortable being like straightforward and stern yeah if i need to be but um <laughs> i think when sometimes people see me like around like a group of kids especially when like teaching like a kid's class like yeah because i teach adult and kid improv and like i'm just like being very like matter of fact and stern. <laughs> like oh johnny got serious for a second <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird to watch you go serious too i mean being yeah. your like best friend for so long it's like you're such a goofball and you're so lighthearted. i think like <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. I talk in any bit of a serious like manner, it's got to be heavy. Yeah, even like when you're not like smiling through whatever word you're saying, I'm just like, oh my god, this is something I need to listen to. <laughs> what is this? He's so hopefully the children understand that when I'm like teaching. I'm like, listen, Bobby, you have to stop running around the room right <laughs> yeah. now. Like, look at the rest of us. We're all actually sit- sitting down and we're listening. Bobby, being a dog, you're the only one running around. <laughs> <laughs> Are we children? Are we children or are we not? You you are well, you're your your child. Your child. Okay, fair body. <laughs> okay, fine. I told you awesome I'm bit. teaching um like the first improv classes live and they're all doing it with face masks on. Wild. And it's real hard. Yeah. It's you lose. It's like so we I've taught online now and I've taught with Excuse face me. masks on in person and I don't know which one's worse. Uh they're both they're both hard. And they're both worth, they're both worth doing if like you want, cause I feel like we need to keep living our lives while we're in pandemic mode. You can't, yeah. like, you still have to do something creative. It's not ideal. Um, and you'll still have fun, but it's definitely a hurdle. I can't imagine how it would lend itself to like relationship scenes that need to stay positive. <laughs> it's probably so easy to like argue with someone with a face on yeah. or like a face mask on and, you know, be negative or. It's very weird. You lose so much. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, can you imagine just performing with a pillow in front of your face? No. For it's like, for, you know, for. what if you're in love with someone and you can't hug them? Or touch yeah, them, right? It's like everything it's that we were so taught limited. not to do. It's, it's like, so don't be a talking head. Make sure you use your environment. Make sure you address yeah. the other person in the scene. It's like, but you know, um, teaching online, it's like, there's some, there's some challenges, but like <clears throat> every time I walk away from doing it, I'm like, oh, cool. I'm glad I get to do that thing that I love still, yeah, even though awesome. it's not the way I would prefer to do it. And like, you know, I have people take classes from all over the country mm-hmm. and all over the world and like, they're like, man, like, I'm glad that we still get to do this. And like, or like, I'm yeah. glad that like, now there's some things online. Who but I'll say this, performing like? online, I would say classes online, doable, performing online. It's, it's wacky. Dog shit. Yeah. I think the number one reason or the number one thing that I struggle with rather through doing the few shows that I've done online so far <laughs> is that there is zero feedback for you as a performer. You yeah. can't hear You're just throwing laughing. your energy right at I'm a wall. I'm talking to a wall. Yeah. It's, there's no difference in whether or not I'm on a Zoom show with 10 people yeah. or if I'm like literally in the corner Blair witching myself talking <laughs> about like, you know, whatever. The grass. It's like it's the same exact feedback, yeah. which is just brutal. But also at a certain level, like, <laughs> when we did a show to- together the other day yeah. i actually kind of walked away just like oh that was nice that truthfully that was the most successful one that i feel like i've been a part of and i think remembering that thing that like we should be doing anyways which is like 
performing to make your teammates laugh rather than trying to figure out what yeah. the audience thinks is funny, you know? Yeah. It's like put the like focus on like, how do I get Aaron to break in the scene or like, <laughs> right. yeah, you could do it so easily, man. You make me break all the time. Like, I think like that having you guys, like seeing you guys in like a playful mode was really fun. But I think that we're able to maybe say that because we've had years of experience yeah. of having it done the other way. Yep. If you were kind of coming into this world right now the in time. the current state, what would that look like? I don't know if it would be enough to pique my interest to keep me going. Hmm. Well, I'll definitely say that I I've had wrong. people who are like very excited about classes. And, and I yeah. think like you can get enough that it's worth it. Yeah. And I but, think also the hope is that it returns to some know, sort of sense of normalcy and you get to perform, right? Yeah. That is the end game. It's like, I'm sure people aren't like, I would just love to keep doing these yes. Zoom shows, no. right? Nobody is saying that. Yeah. No one is saying that. <laughs> no one. I don't want to meet in person. Actually, that's not true. Some people are saying, who are like beginner improvisers, they're like, I feel more comfortable doing this from my house. Like, really? if, if you're scared yeah, of like, taking so. a risk. They're like, this felt really comfortable for me and like fun because I was like in my home in doing this. I was like, home. oh. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, see, I mean, I guess it all speaks back to what we were talking about earlier, right? It's like, there's always going to be people that love it, always going to be people that hate it. Like, you can never <laughs> please the masses. It's never going to be one blanket yeah. agreement. Uh, so something like this could be like really beneficial, especially like, because you do teach like improv for anxiety and there's a lot of people that are very anxious about not only improvising, but like being up in front of people or, you know, <laughs> speaking out to groups or even performing in front of people. So it's like if you're stripping away that aspect of it, but still allowing people to like free their minds and free your mind, free your mind, uh, but get like all the other benefits out of improv, save for the fact that they're having to do it live and in front of people. It, it could be really beneficial. Yeah. I just keep coming back to do is it like, we just have to, we have to do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we can't, can't just, just turn like, off our right. lives for a year or two. It's like, yeah. like that thing that you want to do and it might not be the right way. And I think about people who are like, I'm get, I'm just going to get married regardless of if I can have the wedding I wanted or like, you know what yeah. I mean? Or like, it's like, you got to kind of like, not just, w- it's, it's long enough of a, a thing with no end in sight that you just have to go okay, how do I have to make this work and not yeah, wait it for it to, to be wind. over? For sure. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll wait for it to be over and then I'll... It's like, no, just keep... Do what you want to do right now and like do it the best you can in these situations. The safest way you can. The safest way you can. That's right. Don't forget to be safe. <laughs> I know, I'm like... I'm at this very weird crossroad where I'm sort of getting sick of you know being stagnant i know that when the shitty weather rolls around like it's gonna be even harder i know to you know to kind of like go on with life as it currently is long walks in the snow very long walks. honestly last year i started walking to work and took me over an hour really and although it was cold and that enjoyable something mentally it like helped my brain like more through the winter but by doing that than any winter before well you're certainly got your chance this year oh, yeah, 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 yeah. lots of outside walks i'm gonna buy some toboggan shoes and make it work. Ooh, who knows toboggan shoes a toboggan shoes. aaron <laughs> what you've been my first guest oh i love it i love it i'm so what a delight did this what a i'm ch- gonna have your husband on i'm go- no. <laughs> and we're no gonna, it's gonna be a as you guys always set it up, it's going to be a competition. <laughs> he did say, he's like, oh, I think I'm going to go on Johnny's podcast. I'm like, what are you even going to talk about? He's like, we'll just see who gets more listens, more views. I'm like, all right, bro. So anyways, help me win. I'm Aaron, the better half of the duo. Uh, <laughs> no, he's got some, he's got some pretty interesting stories. He's got some though. very interesting stories. Yeah, kid has lived a life for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you send him up with a little teaser. Yeah. <laughs> little appetizer for him um yeah he's a real interesting guy that chose to marry me so there's a reason for that Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) also p.s right now i'm staring at this gigantic rubber band ball that johnny has in his living room that he has had for how many years i started started in sixth grade yeah yeah with one rubber band that's the only thing that's in in his rubber bands it's 
gigantic. It's like it's, it's also way heavier like than you think. It's ball. like oh, I've tried to pick it up before. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't. I haven't weighed it in a while, but I feel like it's like thirty pounds or something. Easily. Yeah, and it bounces. It still bounces. It's, it's shedding though. The yeah, old rubber bands are like dying, and like I need to put some fresh ones on. They're drying. They're drying Dang. out. All right. Well, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Oh, Johnny's favorite holiday. Aaron Goldsmith, a.k.a. Aaron Lovely. Johnny Nelson, a.k.a. Juantan. Uh, check out her work, uh, the restaurant on yeah, the YouTubes. You can do the restaurant series. Um, what else? Um, you can... can check out Wigging Out, except for the first episode. That's <laughs> a few choices. Uh, <laughs> episodes there you can check out um 40 weeks with my rap video on the io comedy network uh you can also come see stacked we're from here or grand crew when there's a a theater whenever it's open anything going on ever (laughs) hopefully uh and i promise i will do no accents nor entertain good good (laughs) wunderbar keep it that way perfetto Perfecto. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Thank you, Aaron. Bye, Johnny. What a delight. What is this one time? Get my time. Oh, that was. Dance in the middle of the night. Come on. Dance in the middle of the night. Dance in the middle of the night.